Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. I'm Michelle Martin. Asia-Pacific markets are mixed this morning. Investors in Tokyo have returned from a day off in a buying mood. The Nikkei is up 2% in early trade. Sydney is down half a percent, though. And Seoul is flat. Bangkok is closed today for a public holiday. Joining me now as we break down all the market action is Charu Chanana. She's a market strategist with Saxo Capital Markets. Good morning, Charu. Good morning, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Great to speak with you. I want to start this morning with the currency market. We don't often begin here, but we've been seeing a shift this week in the U.S. dollar, potentially a major shift. So I'd like to get your take on it. Since March, investors could not get enough of the greenback, sending it to all sorts of highs against other major currencies. But that interest appears to be fading. Over the past month, the U.S. dollar has fallen nearly 4% against the yen. It's down 2% vis-a-vis the euro, and it's registered a similar drop against the Singapore dollar. The U.S. Federal Reserve Charu is still expected to raise interest rates. We just don't know by how much. So why is this happening? Why are investors selling dollars? So, of course, uh, you know, earlier in the year, the focus was on uh, Fed's aggressive uh, hawkishness. Uh, whereas over the last few weeks, especially after the June um, FOMC and more so after the July FOMC meeting, when actually the Fed has uh, you know refrained from giving us any forward guidance, mm-hmm. uh, the focus is uh, heavily on all kinds of data points. And especially this week, we've seen inflation being weaker than in- expected in the U.S., mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, bringing markets to a point where they're starting to uh, build in expectations for rate cuts next year. And that's dragging uh, the yields lower as well, uh, which is, of course, one of the key uh, reasons why USD uh, is losing its momentum. Uh, But I think, I mean, our sense is that it is a bit premature to call for uh, Fed cutting rates next year. I mean, we are still in a high inflation environment. Mm -hmm. Uh, So probably the USD is nearing its top side. But we do think there's uh, some more momentum, some more room um, there for the USD to still strengthen a little bit more. Okay, given the scenario, what do you think this means for equity markets? I mean, should investors, how should they factor a weaker dollar into their investment strategies? Uh, So markets are, of course, more forward looking. And, uh, you know, we've seen this momentum uh, run in the markets uh, lately. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you look at the broader macro environment and the earnings expectations, um, everything is still pointing towards further weakness. So I would still call this a bear market rally. Uh, and I think, uh, I mean, while these uh, the softer dollar may help with corporate earnings a little bit, I think the bigger focus is still on the demand and supply stories. And uh, I think that still continues to signal that there is no weakness to come in the equity markets. Now, this year, we've seen a number of corporate earnings hit by the strong U.S. dollar. The Financial Times reporting that the strong dollar wiped billions of dollars of second quarter sales for U.S. companies, prompting many of them to cut their forward guidance The strong dollar has also meant that profits made overseas were worth less once they were converted back into U.S. dollars. And we've seen a similar trend here in Singapore. If we take a peek inside corporate boardrooms now, what do you think? CFO smiling with visions of how a weaker dollar could boost profits? I mean, uh, yes, certainly. I mean, uh, you know, the USD strength has been a key story in the second quarter earnings season. Mm. Uh, But like I said earlier, you know, what matters more is demand and supply. If you don't have the sales numbers, I mean, a a weaker or a softer, uh, a stronger dollar will not make a lot of difference, right? Uh, 
so while we do see supply chain strains are easing, I think um, you know that that could be a little bit of a positive signal. But uh, demand is also taking a hit now. You know, with high inflation uh, kind of eating into consumers' pockets, and you know that's obviously a key story in Singapore as well. I mean, we do see uh, rents and groceries, everything is you know uh, going up in prices. Uh, and that means you're going to trade down. Uh, that means you're going to uh, take a hit on demand, right? Uh, so that will likely be a key factor for earnings going forward, um, even though there will partially be some uh, support from USD weakness. All right, Charu. Let's zoom out now and take a broader look at U.S. markets. Stocks gave back some of Wednesday's gains overnight. The Nasdaq fell half a percent. The S&P 500 and Dow Jones Industrial Average finished flat. Early in the session, investor sentiment was boosted by news that producer prices fell in July, the first time that's happened in two years. But investors sold off later in the day. Charo, does it seem that markets have stopped worrying about higher? It does seem, actually, that markets have stopped worrying about higher interest rates. Is it fair to say that the Fed, for some, is yesterday's news? I would be worried if markets have stopped worrying about high interest rates. Honestly, this is uh, I mean, we are still in a tightening cycle. In fact, um, you know, the gains in equities, lower yields and higher wages are only making financial conditions easier. And that will um, actually bring inflation back higher in the months to come. And that's my key concern, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that does mean that the Fed has to continue to be ex- extremely aggressive with their rate hikes, you know. Uh, so, um, in Fed speakers over the last few weeks uh, have continued to hint at aggressive rate hikes despite this softer than expected CPI as well as PPI last night. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I think the focus should not be on uh, the slowdown in the inflation print, but how fast it can go back down to the 2% levels. Right now, we don't see that uh, inflation could go back to 2% levels even next year. Uh, so I think um, that will keep uh, the Fed a little bit more aggressive and the markets should actually still worry about those interest rate hikes. All right. Tech stocks have been amongst the biggest gainers in the market of late. The Nasdaq has climbed 20 percent in less than two months, leading some analysts to say it's re-entered a bull market. Not everyone is so sure about that. What is your take? I think you mentioned that what you're seeing a little earlier. I wonder if you can elaborate. Bear market rally or a new bull market for tech stocks in particular? Uh, Though absolutely. I mean, I would stick to what I said earlier, that this is still a momentum trade, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and uh, it is still a bear market rally. And it does seem like we might be reaching a peak there, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, We've talked about a number of these uh, macro concerns in terms of uh, demand weakness, persistent inflation and aggressive Fed. Um, all of these uh, trends, you know, continue to point at more pain to come in the equity market. Uh, so I think uh, I would really uh, stay on the bearish side still. If we look forward, Charu, in which sector or sectors of the market do you see potentially good value? Uh, so we've been um, overweight uh, commodities and defense at Saxo. Um, we think energy companies, um, you know, have a, a strong potential. They've given solid shareholder returns in the second quarter as well. Uh, but despite that, they continue to be relatively cheap in terms of the forward cash flow generation capacity that they have. Uh, 
so I think uh, that's obviously a key area that uh, you know people could look at, but also defense and cybersecurity, and especially now as geopolitical tensions are picking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, after the Russian war, we've seen uh, NATO guidelines for EU con- con- countries to ramp up their defense spending, uh, but now even locally here in the region, with China-Taiwan tensions picking up, there is potentially uh, more uh, focus to come in the defense and cybersecurity space. So I think those areas will remain interesting as well. Fantastic. Let's dig a little deeper into energy stocks. So high oil prices have really been music to energy executives' ears. ExxonMobil's profits, for example, tripled during the second quarter of the year. But we're seeing now oil prices drop back a bit, trading below 100 US dollars a barrel. West Texas crude currently selling for about 94 US dollars a barrel. Is this necessarily bad news for the bottom lines of energy companies? Um, you know, so the uh, energy companies don't really look at what the spot prices are trading. Their focus is certainly on the forward prices, the future prices. Uh, so I think um, right now, uh, what the uh, energy market is kindly, uh, currently confused about is the demand weakness versus the supply constraints. Um, uh, so we do have these long-term supply constraints in the uh, energy market, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because there has not been enough investment by energy companies because of the shift towards greener investments and ESG. Uh, because of which, you know, these long-term uh, supply issues are going to sustain. And, uh, you know, uh, I think that is not uh, going to, there's not going to be enough oil even to meet some slowdown in demand. Uh, so I think the trend for oil prices from here is still to go up. And that certainly means that, uh, you know, energy companies will remain in a very favorable position, um, given their valuations are also still quite low. Yes, like you, a number of analysts are arguing that energy stocks are cheap. Uh, and some say that even if oil prices drop further, companies like Philips, ExxonMobil, Marathon, they still have room to run. I want to switch gears slightly and ask you about smartphones and Apple. So projections for the smartphone market are deteriorating and we're seeing weaker demand for Android phones. But Apple has reportedly told its suppliers to make 90 million new phones this year. That's on par with last year and a sign that Apple does not expect its market to shrink. So what do you think, Charu? Is Apple perhaps overly optimistic? I would say, uh, I mean, you know, it is a tough time for um, the tech companies, particularly if yields continue to go up from there, that does impact their valuations. But um, Apple is still in a stronger position because um, of uh, be, because it's a market leader and it has a substantial pricing power, which gives it an edge in these times of high inflation. Uh, so, you know, all of these mega caps, uh, you know, which have a large market share and strong balance sheet, they will still be favored um, uh, as long as they can deal with these probably these uh, risks from Taiwan tensions, which could be a supply constraint. Uh, but I think in terms of de- demand, the kind of customer base that uh, Apple um, addresses and the kind of pricing power it has, I think it can still continue to uh, you know, play out well, even in these uh, tough macro conditions. One more sector I'd like to discuss with you, and that's the market for electric vehicles. Now, Rivian has announced it expects to lose $2 billion US dollars in the second quarter of the year. That increase is expected loss for the year to, brings its expected loss for the year to nearly $5.5 billion US dollars. At the same time, we are seeing new incentives coming into US law to provide their consumers with credits to buy EVs. So what do you think? What is your read of the EV sector? You know, good time to invest? 
taste or maybe not i think again probably uh, it's uh, i wouldn't call it on a sector basis but it's obviously good to pick and choose um, companies which have a strong um, you know earnings momentum and cash flow generation capacity uh, so review of course uh, you know the focus um, uh, at least for the ev side has been uh, less on the demand compression but more on the production bottlenecks demand is still holding up pretty well uh, so i think uh, you know it is a very critical time for review if it wants to kind of prove itself as a credible competitor to tesla mm-hmm. uh, it has to ramp up production it has a solid order book so to be able to meet that it needs to kind of uh, make sure the production um is in line with what they are targeting it's a big number uh, but at the same time there's a rising cost of materials and supply challenges um, you know in terms of the, these production um, issues and that's something that also needs to be kind of handled pretty well so i think um, you know if if the right decisions are taken at that time it could certainly uh, be uh, quite productive for uh, Rivian as well. Interesting. Let's bring the conversation back to Singapore where the government has been forced to trim its full year growth forecast after the economy surprisingly contracted during the second quarter of the year. The Monetary Authority of Singapore is now predicting that full year economic growth will come in at between 3 to 4%. Charu, do you expect that these economic headwinds will hurt Singapore equities? Uh so Singapore stocks are uh, you know continuing to see uh, a good earnings growth I would say. Uh, I mean companies are riding on growth momentum of exports as well as you know a solid recovery in uh, the services uh, side of the economy as we have you know reopened uh, after the pandemic. Uh, so I think uh, there will be uh, some pockets of risk because of the global picture, but at the same time, there will be some pockets of opportunity in the Singapore markets as well. Great speaking with you, Charu. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, Michelle. She's Charu Chanana, market strategist with Saxo Capital Markets. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O, available on Google Play or the App Store.